Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you. Begin to look around to see who was going to speak. I thought I was. <laughs> but time he was through, I wasn't for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Brother President, for the opportunity to do this today. I appreciate it so much. I love your president. Wonderful man of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for serving God in this capacity. We appreciate it. Faculty, let me say to you, and staff, all of you, thank you for being here today. Thank you for serving God and investing your life in the next generation. Thank you for that. We want to say from our heart, thank you. Appreciate it. Students, we love you. Thank you for being in chapel today. And we thank you and appreciate what God is doing in your lives today. I'm going to get right into the word this morning because I'm going to preach fast. You listen quick. And if you get through before I do, stay with me. Amen. I hope we're all going to get through at the same time. Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Very familiar portion of scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Let's do it again. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to share the word of God. Give me fresh oil from the throne. Father, we thank you today for speaking to our hearts. God, we thank you for the worship that we've done today unto you. Now we hear the word, Father, and we want it to take root in our hearts. Father, we thank you today as you continue to be with us in this service for your power and your presence in the name of Jesus. And all of these wonderful people say amen. I want to minister to you this morning on this subject. It's not the how, but the who. It's not the how, but the who. Let's go over our verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. The who. Lean not into thine own understanding. The how. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And the who shall direct your path. It's not the how, but it's the who. Let me tell you something this morning, wonderful people. Let me tell you something. We are so busy trying to figure out how I can work this out. How is this going to happen? When we need to say, let me get out of the how business and look to the who, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Hallelujah, God. So let's look at this morning when Abraham and Sarah from the Old Testament Let's deal with them for just a moment. Was long to have a child, did not have any children. And the angel comes to them and says, you're going to become the mother or father at your old age of a son. And Abraham says, how can this be? And the angel says, at the appointed time, he that's the who. How many follow me this morning? He will bring unto you the son. 
Now, Abraham did not ignore the circumstances. He didn't ignore them, but he didn't dwell on them. In spite of the circumstances, he knew that God was God. He could trust his word, and the word says he staggered not at the promises of God because he knew the character of Almighty God. Amen? And when we begin to know the character of the who that we're looking unto this morning, it makes the difference in our lives, and it takes a lot of concern and worry off of her, us, when we don't have to try to figure out the how. We're so concerned about the how. When we get our eyes off of the who, Abraham says how, and the angel says who. So we begin to look unto him, the one that is able. Uh, you've heard probably of our son, Dr. Tennyson, tell the story of the tragedy we suffered, the bus tragedy. How many remembers the story? Some of you may not. Let me re recount something real quickly. While we were pastoring First Assembly in Radcliffe, Kentucky, church bus headed home from an outing, was hit head on by a drunken driver, resulting in the deaths of 27 of our precious people. We lost 24 young people and three staff members. My precious husband preached uh, 27 funer or 16 funerals in 48 hours. But let me tell you this story. Ten years before we went to Radcliffe First Assembly. And follow me with the dates. 1978, we had started pastoring First Assembly. We'd been there about two weeks. He had a dream. Now I want you to follow me. This is a dream. He had a dream. And that we were on the evangelistic field. And that we were coming into this town to do a revival. Well, they had had a lot of rain and it was flooded in the area. So my husband said to me, Honey, I think I can see where the bridge was. So you take the baby, which is sitting on the front row. Wouldn't I hate to think I had to put him in my lap today? <laughs> now that is really the how. <laughs> you take the baby put him in your lap, and we're going to go across this bridge. Well, we were crossing. We thought, what was the bridge? And we were in deep water. Well, let me tell you, in the dream, we could see the city we were headed to across the water, and on the bank was standing a gentleman waving his hand like this. And I said, honey, what does he want? He said, I don't know, but we've committed ourselves, and we've got to go. So we were praying. We finally got to the other side, and opened the door, and my husband said to the man waving his hand, I didn't know where the bridge was, but I thought I could tell where it had been. He said, Preacher, there is no bridge. It washed out three days ago. You have come across raging water. My husband fainted in the dream. Woke me up to tell me the dream, and then he said, I'm going to go back to sleep and see what kind of revival we had. <laughs> he never could redream that dream. Ten years later, follow me, ten years later, two months after the bus tragedy, he redreamed the dream. We were in the water then. That's where the dream began, in the water. And the Lord spoke to his heart these words. Son, 
you're in the water now. But 10 years ago, I showed you, you would make it to the other side. And he said to my husband, quit trying to figure out how it's going to work. He said, it's me that's waving my hand on the bank. That's me. Jesus said, if you'll keep your focus on me, get your eyes off of how you're going to make it across the water. Get your eyes off of how you're going to come through this. Just keep your eyes on me, he said, the who, and I will lead you to the other side. Hallelujah, God. Folks, it's not the how, but it's the who. And we've got to say, I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to bring anything to pass. All I've got to do is look under the who and allow the who to work it out. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Not the how, but the who. Let's go on. Let's give it another example. Angel comes to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Said, you're going to become the mother of the Son of God. She said, how can this be? He said, the Holy Ghost. Not the how, but the who. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. See, Abraham shows us the importance of faith. Mary shows us the substance of faith. Get this in your spirit. And then Mary says, be it unto me according to thy word. I'm going to quit trying to figure out the how, but I'm going to say, God, I've got my eyes on the who. I don't have to make anything happen, church. I don't have to bring anything to pass. All I've got to do is trust God, serve Jesus, and yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's what I have to do. I sh- Oh, trust God, serve Jesus, and yield to the Holy Spirit. And when I do that, he works it all out. And I don't have to dwell on the who. I don't have to leave, lose sleep over the who, how. But I can look under the who and say, he's going to make it happen. Whew. Once again, let me allude to the story of the tragedy. After the tragedy on a Tuesday morning, My husband had gone to Louisville, Kentucky to visit the young people in the burn units. We had uh, 13 people in six different hospitals that was burned badly besides the 27 we lost. And I was sitting there at the house, and I said, God, how am I going to get through it? How can I comfort these people? My son made it. What do you know about it, Sister Tennyson? Your son made it. How can I? If I don't hear from you today, God, I'm not going to make it. How many's ever been in that place before? If you haven't packed a lunch, you will. Amen. <laughs> we all do. I'm not going to make it. I went over to the church to be at the church. The telephone company had installed eight phone lines, new ones, to handle the calls. We received over a 1,000 calls a day in that church. I don't know how about you, but I'm so happy to be a part of a family of God 
that says, we don't know us, but we're praying for you today. We're thinking about you today. So the board member said to the ladies, you all handle these phones eight hours a day. And said, if you think it's important, go after one of them. Pastor or Sister Tennyson, go after one of them. So I went over there just to be there. And he said, at the end of the day, give the messages to them so they'll know who's called. About 10 o'clock that morning, one of the girls came to me and said, Sister Tennyson, Vice President George, I mean, uh, President Reagan's on the phone. He wants to talk to Pastor Tennyson. He's not here. Could you talk to him? I said, I guess I could. <laughs> so I ran to the phone. President Reagan said, Miss Tennyson, this is President Ronald Reagan. Nancy and I are thinking about you. We're praying for you today. And said, if you need money or military, please let me know. The reason he said military is because we were right there at the gate of Fort Knox. Please let me know. He said, I'm going to give you this number. It rings in the Oval Office. I'm the only one that answers this number. So don't give it to anyone. How much did it work to you? <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> if President Reagan answers, you better check where you are. <laughs> We talked a few minutes. I thanked him. He hung up. Two hours later, one of the girls came to me and ladies said, Sister Tennyson, Vice President George Bush is on the phone. Daddy, H.W., is on the phone. He wants to talk to Pastor Tennyson. He's not here. Could you talk to him? I said, I guess I could. The White House wouldn't leave me alone that day. <laughs> Ran to the phone. Vice President Bush said, Ms. Tennyson, this is Vice President George Bush. Barbara and I are parents and grandparents. Our hearts bleed with yours today. We're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Vice President Bush broke down and began to sob. Folks, I don't know your political flavor. That's your business. But I appreciate anybody in that position that can feel my pain. He began to sob. He just wept and he wept. When he was able to regain his composure... He said, Miss Tennyson, I am so sorry. And I said, Mr. Vice President, there's not any word you could have said that would have done me any better than what you just did. You felt my pain. He talked a few minutes. I thanked him. He hung up. Three o'clock that afternoon, one of the girls came to me and said, Sister Tennyson, Sister Alice Jane Schaefer Blythe is on the phone. Now, let me tell you who she is. She is my mentor. She lived to be 101 still preaching. She walked a mile every day at 100. I walk around four blocks every morning, put them back around the bed and lay back down. <laughs> I'm a real walker. <laughs> said, I know you want to talk to her. Love this woman. And I said, I do. In fact, she was the women's director for Tennessee District for 35 years. Wonderful woman of God. When I went to the phone, the first words out of her mouth were these. Honey, I've been before the throne for you today. 
and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords says, you're going to make it. Amen? Now, folks, I appreciated Vice Pre President Reagan, but he had limited power, and he couldn't promise me I was going to make it. I appreciated Vice President Bush, but he had limited power, and he couldn't promise me I was going to make it. But when she said, I've been before the one that has all power, and he says, whoa, shout a little bit now. Hallelujah, God. He says, you're going to make it. That's the most important call I talked on that day. You can't get any better than from the top. The one that has all power says you're going to make it. What happened, folks? He took me from the how to the who. How, God, am I going to get through this? And then she says, I talked to the who. And he says, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Folks, we've got to get out of the how business and say, God, let me get back into the who business. Trust in him, the author and the finisher of our faith. See, the reason we don't trust God any more than we do, we only trust people we know. Come up here just a minute, son. When I first turn around, so this, okay, this way. When I first started dating my husband, he'd stick out his hand for eight months and say, I sure enjoyed the fellowship. <laughs> One night I went in the house and I said, I can get this at church. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking for a relationship, and we're just fellowshipping. Eventually, we got past fellowship. We got married. <laughs> but hear me. Through fellowship, I'm going to get down here, and I'll get back. I want to see the whites of your eyes here a minute. Through fellowship, I got to know him. Follow me. After I got to know him, I begin to trust him. Folks, the more I fellowship God, the more I'm going to know God. And the more I know God, the more I'm going to trust God. But it begins with fellowship. Let me tell you something today. There was never a person that lived on this earth in the natural that I trusted any more than my precious husband. I never lost respect for him from the first date, Pastor President, to the last breath. Why? Because I got to know him. Church, and I'm going to call you church, that's who you are. Church, the more we fellowship God, the more we're going to know God. And the more we know God, the more we're going to trust God. Amen? And we've got to get this in our spirit today. God, I'm going to trust you without ever in my life. So God says to me, you don't have to figure out how you're going to get through this tragedy. You don't have to figure it out. All you've got to do is keep your eyes on the who. And when you can continue to focus on the who, I will bring about the results and I will bring you through to the other side. Amen? That's the kind of God that I'm talking about today. 
Oh, you may say, what can he do? I may have told you before, but I'm going to tell you again what he can do. He can take a ball of mud and make man. He can take a sign and make a rainbow. He took emancipator out of the river Nile. He took a service staff and made a snake. He made a freeway out of the Red Sea. He took the dew of the desert and made three square meals. He made an army out of dry bones. He made a preacher out of a donkey. After hearing me, you'll probably agree. He made an elevator out of a whirlwind. He made a taxi out of a whale. He made a banquet out of a boy's lunch. He made wine out of water. Oh, he made the blind to see, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear, the issue of blood stuff. He made a fool out of the devil. And he's making a church out of us. That's what he can do. That's what he can do. It's the who. And his name is Jesus. It's the who. And we need to get this in our spirit today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Not the how, but the who. Let's go on. I realize this is not a watch night service. (laughs) Peter, another example. Fished all night, caught nothing. And Jesus said, let down the net one more time. Peter, one of the disciples, let down the net one more time. And Peter said, how can this be? We fished all night. There's not any fish out there. No, there wasn't, honey, but there's a head that way. We fished all night, not any fish out there. But then Peter goes on after the how to say, Nevertheless, at thy, the who, word. I'll let down the net one more time. So when he let down the net, they enclosed so many fish that they had to ask for help. Folks, what was that when he said, nevertheless, at thy word? Well, one thing, it's a word of obedience in the light of seeming impossibility. It's a word of hope in the hour of failure. It's a word of faith in the face of frustration. When Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word, he's saying, I've got a word of hope in the hour of failure. Word of obedience in the light of seeming impossibility. Word of faith in the face of frustration. So we've got to say and get it in our spirit. I've got to get my eyes on the who. Now let's look at the who for just a moment. The who is Jesus. Let's look at him. He's incomparable in his person. Never has one lived or ever will live you can compare him to. He's not one of a kind, sweetheart. He's the only one of the only kind. Amen. I'm one of a kind, thank God. But he's the only one of the only kind. Folks, he was laid in a manger, but he was still heir to the throne. His humility did not stop his honor. He's still the son of God. His circumstances did not change his character. He's still the perfect one. His death did not determine his destination. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Incomparable in his person. Not only that, but he's unsurpassed in his performance. Never has one lived or ever will live that can perform like Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He walked on the water. He walked in the fire. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He took five loaves and and two fish. And in the disciples' hands, there were five loaves and two fish. But in the master's hands, they became a fast food chain. Amen? His name is Jesus. Unsurpassed in his performance. As we get it in our spirit and in our heart. I may have told you this before, but let me tell you this real quick. When, when 
This young man was born. He died four times the day he was born. He had what they call hyaline membrane disease. His heart stopped four times. And the, my doctor said to me, Miss Tennyson, if it stops again, we're going to let him go. He has severe brain damage. Oh, to have brain damage like that. (laughs) (laughs) He has severe brain damage. He is blind. He will never walk or talk because the oxygen has been cut off to his brain over five minutes. Your baby, if he lives, will be a vegetable. Let me tell you something. We were pastoring a church in West Kentucky. We had some of the folks came up to visit us to see the baby and heard the condition of our baby. On a Sunday evening, they went back and told the retired minister that was filling in for my husband the condition of our baby. And this precious minister said, I want to tell you something. I'm not preaching this evening. I want everybody in this altar, and I don't want anybody to get up until they've heard from God for that baby. Folks, we need some more altar services like that. Amen? We need some more altar services like that. One of the ladies got up at 9 o'clock and said, I've heard from God, and the baby's going to live. Monday morning, my pediatrician came in, said, hand me a formula, said, Miss Tennyson, last night at 9 o'clock, the nursery called and said, the baby's lungs is as clear as a bell. He's wanting something to eat. What are we going to do with him? Said, feed him. Said, your baby took eight ounces without stopping. You can see he still hasn't stopped. (laughs) I tease him. He's on the level because the bubble's in the middle. (laughs) How many knows what a level is? He said, but your baby will still have brain damage. And my husband was sitting there in the room with me, and I started crying. And he reached over, and he looked at that doctor, and he said these words. God never does a halfway job. The God, he said, that healed our baby's lungs has healed our baby's brain. And he said, our baby will walk and talk. Our baby will see and hear. He said, our baby will be intelligent. Folks, our baby is intelligent. What am I saying? Bragging on your son? No, I'm bragging on Jesus. My son didn't have anything to do with it, but I am bragging on Jesus who is unsurpassed in his performance. Amen. Never has one lived or ever will live that can perform. Oh, hallelujah, God. Like Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Did I hurt you, honey? A little bit. Okay. I'll pray for you afterwards. (laughs) Never. Unsurpassed, but not only that, he's omnipotent at his pronouncements. When he speaks, it's going to be so. There's people that have powerful pronouncements in the realm of control. A doctor has a powerful pronouncement in a hospital, but not in a courtroom. A judge has a powerful pronouncement in a courtroom, but not in a hospital. A preacher has a powerful pronouncement from the pulpit, 
but not from the highway. A policeman that has a powerful pronouncement on the highway, but not from the pulpit. But the one I'm telling you about is all-encompassing in his pronouncements. When he speaks, it will be so. He said to the sinner, thy sin be forgiven thee. He said to the lame man, take up thy bed and walk. Oh, honey, he put a flicker in a blind man's eye, vibration of sound in a deaf man's ear. He put a leap in a lame man's leg. Amen. His name is Jesus, the Son of the living God. Shout a little bit now church hallelujah God his name is Jesus so Abraham showed us what the faithfulness of faith Mary showed us the substance of faith and Peter showed us the object of faith the who the who we've got to get this in our spirit today and all day long as you go around today, I want it in your heart to say to yourself, it's not the how, but it's the who. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to make it happen. But what I've got to do is keep my focus on Him. The one that brings it to pass. You don't have to make anything happen. All you have to do is trust God. Just trust God. And He brings it to pass. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His word. Just to rest. Upon his promise Just to know Thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus How I trust him How I've proved More, help me sing it Endure Sing it I'm so glad I learned to trust him Precious Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that thou art with me will be with me till the end. Sing it. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust how I Him or and One more time, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I Oh, hallelujah, God. Jesus, Jesus. 
Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him. As they play softly, let me say this morning to you, I have heard from heaven for this service. I can assure the president I didn't come with an agenda. I came hearing from heaven. And there's many things in your life you've been trying to figure out how. How will it happen? How can I make it happen? How? He's talking to the Lord about this service, and he made me this promise. And I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, as you come today and say, God, I'm letting go of the how today. I'm focusing on the who. God said to my spirit, I will work out the situation in their life if they will turn it over to me today. How many has got things you need to turn over to God and say, God, I don't know how. I don't know how. But I'm going to let you work it out today because I'm going to start focusing on the who. Focus on the who. I want us to come today 100%. And if you can, find a place to kneel around this front. Shut yourself in with God and say, God, today I'm focusing on you. Let's come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. I want you to shut yourself in with God. Tell him what it is. Tell him what it is. God, I can't figure it out. I've been trying, but I can't figure it out. And I need to focus on you and allow you to work it out. Sing it again, would you please? Shut yourself in with God and say, God, here it is. You made a promise if I would bring it to you that you would work it out. God, I'm dependent on that word today and that promise in the name of Jesus. I'm dependent on it today. Father, I'm looking unto you, the who. To allow you to work in my life. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah. Just turn it over to him today. Let him do the work. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. God, I'm letting you do the work. Hallelujah, God. It's not the how, but it's the who. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Leave it in his hands today. Don't be concerned today about the how. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's made your promise. He's going to work it out. Hallelujah, God. I believe you today. I give it to you today. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Finances, unsaved loved ones, bodies that need to be healed, decisions that need to be made. Focus to Him. Focus on Him. Focus on Him. Quit trying to figure it out. Hallelujah, God. Let Him lead, guide, and direct you. He called Hallelujah, 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 God. Oh, God, I give it to you today. I give it to you today. I don't know how, God. I don't know how, but I do know the who. 
Hallelujah, 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 God. We give it to you today, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. He Hallelujah, God. Our focus and our eyes are upon you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing whatever you want. Hallelujah.